I dialed Charlie's number as I practically sprinted to the car. Hey, it's me. Did you get my text? He grunted. No, I was a little preoccupied. What's up? Just listen, I barked as I started the recording for him to hear. When it was done, I got back on the line. What do you think? Charlie sounded more awake. Do you know where he is? Yes, thanks to the TV. Meet me at Denver Health. Twenty minutes later, I saw Charlie's truck enter the hospital parking lot. I had been chomping at the bit since first hearing the recording, so I tried to tone it down as I sprang from my Jeep and headed toward him. You have a plan? he asked. I nodded. We'll have to be medical staff to get close to him. Charlie agreed easily. Okay, we'll need something to wear. Let's go shopping. I headed back to the Jeep, dumped all of the law books from my bag, and slung it over my shoulder. Charlie also emptied out his bag. You're right. Let's go, I said. We saw the first police presence in the lobby and looked at one another. I don't think it'll be as easy as we thought to blend in, I said. He grunted and walked toward the locker rooms. Once inside the surprisingly empty room, we both grabbed scrubs, putting our street clothes into our bags and stashing them in empty lockers. Security here is ridiculous, Charlie said. So how are we going to find him? It's not like we can just ask about a shot cop at reception. I shrugged. I think his room would be an ICU or the surgery post-op ward. Logically, the closer we get, the more police will be around. Charlie stood and put his hand on the door. How the hell will we be able to keep one of the cops from getting to him if the other cops can't even do it? It's not like they're going to believe us, so we can't even let them know that there's a threat. He was uncharacteristically annoyed. We entered the hallway, heading toward the surgical ward and talking in low tones. What's wrong? He snorted. This is pointless, Riley. We've pulled off a lot of shit, but there's no way we can pull this off without some help from the inside, and I don't see that happening. I had to agree, but it didn't hurt to try. As I rounded the corner, I collided with Allie. She looked like shit and as startled as I was. We both recovered quickly, and Allie grabbed my arm roughly. Follow me. Charlie turned his back to Allie and kept moving after our encounter. Allie hadn't noticed him, so Charlie followed us at a discreet distance. I did as I was told, as Allie pulled me into a quiet corner. What the fuck are you up to, Riley? I don't even know if I want an explanation for why you're dressed in scrubs in an area filled with cops. I didn't have a good story and knew anything I said wouldn't go well. Just as I was about to open my mouth, it occurred to me that Allie might be the only way to get protection for Billy. I needed a cop who would believe me. I took a deep breath. Just listen for a minute, okay? Allie didn't change expression, but nodded slightly. I started. That cop who was shot... Allie interrupted me. Billy McLaughlin, Morgan's brother. I waited to see if she was done, then continued. Someone is planning on finishing the job. Her eyes narrowed. What are you talking about? I hoped this wasn't going to be a huge uphill battle. I overheard people talking about the shooting this morning at the DA's office, I said. You must have heard wrong. It was a shooting by a shitbag tweaker, Riley. I pulled out my phone, plugged in the earbuds, and handed it to her. She listened, then played it again. Allie was clearly angry and was shaking. Who was that? I wish I had the answers. One was Morgan's dad. I don't know who the guy on the phone was, but I would recognize him. 
Are you saying Captain McLaughlin is trying to have his son killed? That's a serious allegation, Riley, Allie said. No, I don't think so. He left the DA's office right after Morgan, so I'm not sure he knows what's going on either. Allie was perplexed. I would have to agree. It's not a secret that Captain McLaughlin isn't a fan of his kids. Both Billy and Morgan have issues with him. But I can't see the captain killing his son. She looked around the area before speaking quietly. Look, Billy's in surgery, and once he's out, even if you did get near him, you have no idea when or how or who is going to make good on the threat. I started to protest, but she held up her hand. I don't want to ask how you ended up recording this, but I'm glad you did. Morgan is staying here until Billy is out of the woods, so I can justify sticking close to them, and keep an eye out for whoever is behind the voice on the recording. I was relieved. Good. How can I help? 